Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week, our podcast features an episode of The Clock called Island of Women. It first aired in 1946. Sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. Adam and Eve goes back in time to the very beginning of time, and it's a tale that keeps repeating itself throughout the centuries. Man dependent upon woman, and woman dependent upon man, with each unable to do without the other. Perhaps that's what pretty Doris Neville was thinking of as she stood on the foredeck of the Hawaiian Queen, just before it set sail from San Francisco bound for Honolulu. At least, she should have been thinking about it, for if she had, she might have avoided a great deal of trouble. I'll have you put off. That's what I'll do. I'll call the captain. But I work on this boat, Doris. I, I got a job as a steward to Honolulu and back. Tracy, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You had no right to follow me. I told you our engagement was broken, and I meant it. Oh, Doris, give me a break. I'm crazy about you're you. You're lazy and you're a loafer, Tracy. I won't have anything to do with a man who has no ambition. No ambition? I want to marry you, don't I? I want to raise a family, don't I? Isn't that ambition enough? Tracy, I want my husband to make himself useful in this world. I don't care if he's a banker or a plumber, as long as he works for a living. Well, I'm working now, aren't I, Doris? I got a job as a steward. Only because the passenger list was probably full and you had no other way of getting on the boat and pestering me to death. Oh, Doris, baby, listen to me. Listen to me, will you? stewards are not supposed to get fresh with passengers. I'm not getting fresh, Doris. I'm proposing. Proposing? You'd better save your breath. Oh, Doris. I wouldn't marry you if, if you were the only man in the world I could marry. And that's final. Some moon, huh? Huh? Tracy, will you stop creeping up behind me that way? Well, I, I, I got a couple of hours off duty and I saw you standing here on deck alone and... Tracy, I want you to stop bothering me. You... You really mean that, don't you? Yes. I won't marry you now or ever. Well, I... I guess I know when I'm late. You ought to by this time, Tracy. You've been asking me ever since we left San Francisco four days ago. And once and for all, my answer is no. Okay, okay. You've made your choice. Now, run back to your work like a good little boy and... Tracy, what are you doing? I don't know. I... I think I'll swim back to San Francisco. Tracy, get off that rail. Nothing matters anymore, I guess, and you don't care what happens now to me. Now, stop acting like a little boy and trying to scare me. Get off that rail before you fall overboard. You wouldn't miss me. Give me your hand and come down before you fall in. Ah, then you do care. Oh, honey, I knew you would. <laughs> Tracy, you're slipping. Let go my hand. Oh, Tracy. Help, help. 
Tracy, wake up! Uh, 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 well, what happened? You and your tricks. You pulled me overboard when you slipped off that rail. Overboard? Well, where are we, Doris? I don't know. I only woke up a few minutes before you did. I, I remember landing here on the beach last night. You were unconscious. Then I passed out myself. It's only a miracle that we're alive. Well, it's uh, really not so bad. What? What do you mean? I don't mind being alone on a desert island with you. Oh, well, well, we're not alone and this isn't a desert island. No? There are two women coming over that hill, and as soon as they show me where I can get some dry clothes, I'm taking the next boat. Uh, what? Those women. What about them, Dora? Holy smoke, they... They're carrying guns. Tracy, I don't like their looks. Just let me handle this, Doris. Uh, <coughs> uh, uh, hello. Vera, look. Well, I, I can hardly believe it. Uh, something wrong with me? Oh, it's true, Vera. It really is true. <laughs> Say, what's the matter? Oh, what, would uh... you tell us where we are? We fell off our ship last night and we're wet and we're hungry. Can you help us in some way? Yes, get up. Hi. Hi. Get up and be quiet. Oh. Angela. Gentlemen, to his feet. Why, why, thanks, thank you, but how I can manage, oh, really. Oh, do I... be careful. Now, both of you will come with us. Where are we going? Never mind the questions, you'll find out. And listen, don't try to run away. Either of you. I'm the best shot on the island, and you won't get far. Take them to the car, Angela, and let's get going. Oh, Oh, there's nothing to be scared of. What kind of a place is this? Who are these women? Search me, Doris. Look, hmm? we're coming into a town. Oh. And the place is alive with people. Oh. There's nothing to be frightened about. Yes, but don't you notice something odd, Tracy? Odd? Well, there are plenty of people here. But they're all women. Say that. That's right. There isn't a man in sight, Tracy. Oh, look, even the traffic policeman's a woman. Well, where do you think the men are? I... Tracy, I'm beginning to think there aren't any men. No men? But, but Doris, that's crazy. Tracy, have you ever heard of the Amazons? Sure, sure. A bunch of women live in the jungle and they killed every man they found. Tracy. Oh, but, but, but these women aren't Amazons, Doris. They're civilized. They look just like the girls back home. Yes, sir. Just like the girls back home. Wait, let me ask the driver. Uh, uh, excuse me, lady. Yes? Uh, where are the men in this town? You know, is there a ball game on or something? Oh, there hasn't been a man on Waco Island for, for 20 years. And, mister, you're a sight for sore eyes. Where are you taking us now? At least you can tell us that. Well, we're taking you to Queen Hermina. She rules the island. And then what? Oh, you've got nothing to worry about. Blue eyes. Oh, the queen will be tickled pink to see you. And how? And what about me? You? 
Kid, you're just excess baggage. You'll probably go back where you came from. You'll get a welcome, too. Hmm, from the sharks. The Queen will see you inside. Tracy's arrival's already been announced. Doris will stay here until she's called for. Tracy. Don't worry about it, honey. It'll be all right. Keep an eye on her, Vera. Leave it to me. Come on. Blue eyes. I brought the, uh, the man, your highness. Oh, I see. Where's the girl? Outside. Keep her there until I call. You may go. As you wish, your majesty. Oh, well. <laughs> well? You needn't feel ill at ease with me. There's nothing to be afraid of. What's your name? Whitman. Tracy Whitman. Tracy. That's a lovely name. And my girlfriend's name is Doris. I'm not we... interested in your girlfriend. Sit down and, and relax. Thanks. I suppose your mind is full of questions about our island and our people. Well, it, it is kind of funny. I, I, I mean, know you see, exactly I... what you mean, and I'll try to explain as briefly as possible. As you undoubtedly know already, this island is inhabited exclusively by women. That is, until you arrive. That's what they told us. The people who originally founded this island, the mothers and fathers of the women who inhabit it now, came here to build a new life for themselves and a new civilization. There were too many wars in the old one, and they decided to shift for themselves. Well, they, they did pretty good. They did wonders, Tracy. We manufacture everything we need on this island, and we have almost everything you'll find in the rest of the world. Waco Island is uncharted, and we're completely cut off from the mainland. But there's one thing we lack, and we've found it's the most important. Oh? What's that? Men. But, uh, uh, what's happened to the men who, uh, who founded the place? Oh, they died along with the women, and all the children who were left were girls. No boys? No boys. Well, that's... that's a peculiar situation. Tracy, you're the first man who's set foot here in over 20 years. And that calls for a public holiday. Well, well, thanks. I, I appreciate the honor. I shall decree three days of feasting as a prelude to our wedding. Our what? <laughs> our wedding, Tracy. You're going to marry me. I'm queen and absolute ruler here. You shall be my king. But I, I'd rather go home on the next boat. You what? I, I, I don't mean any offense, you may. There are you no see, I... boats. No boat could reach this island. The coral banks are treacherous. Besides, there's no reason for you to go back. I know we can make you happy. But there's Doris. Doris? My fiancé, she's outside, and she's the one I'm going to marry. Oh, indeed. Well, if Doris is your only worry, we'll fix her very quickly. Send the girl in. Yes, Your Majesty. Go in. <laughs> So, this is Doris. This is uh, Queen Hermina, honey. <laughs> Men uh, haven't changed after all. You offer them a kingdom and they prefer some washed-out blonde who hasn't the strength of a mouse. Don't you dare talk to me like that. Are you engaged to this man? No. That he said you were. Sure, sure we're engaged. She, she's just been stubborn, that's all. Besides, I love her, Your Highness, more than anything else in the world. That's how you feel right now, but 
You'll change your mind. Not so long as I can see her. And now she's near me. Tracy. We can fix that, too. What? Lieutenant. Yes, Your Majesty? Take the girl away. I don't want to lay eyes on her again. Do you understand? Perfectly. Come on. Let go of me. Better come quietly now. Let go of my arm. Hey, what's the idea? What are you going to do to her? (laughs) I'm just making it easier for both of us, darling. What do you mean? You said that as long as you can see her and know she's near, you'll keep on loving her. Well? I'm going to eliminate that minor problem by having her executed in the morning. Oh, no. Doris will be executed in the morning. Oh, no. No, you can't do that. (laughs) Why can't I? I'm the queen. My word is law. But you can't execute a girl for being engaged. I don't intend to. I'll find another charge. What other charge? Um, interfering with government assets. Attempting to steal state treasures. (laughs) You are a treasure, you know. If you put one finger on Doris, you'll never see me again. Tracy! Look, I'll make you a proposition. Yes? I'm supposed to be a valuable guy on this island, and you want me to marry you. Well, all right. Give Doris her freedom, and we'll get married tomorrow. Do you mean that, Tracy? You... You have my word for it. Then you've made a bargain. <laughs> Lieutenant, send the girl back in here immediately. Yes, Your Majesty. All right, you. In. Oh. Doris, I've decided to give you a reprieve. That's very kind of you. And to show how generous I really can be, I'll also give you a job in the palace. What can you do? I... I can tie. Type? We've got millions of typists on this island. No, 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 that's no good. Uh, Your Majesty, uh, may I suggest, uh, why don't you make her a lady in waiting? Hey, that might not be a bad idea. I'll think about it. Meanwhile, I have something more important with which to concern myself. Our wedding. Your... your wedding? Yes. Tracy and I are going to be married tomorrow. Married? It's the, the only way, Doris. I, I mean it. You needn't explain, Tracy. I... I understand. I understand all too well. You know, she she almost sounded as if she cared. Oh, she'll get over it. Everyone else on this island has done without a man. She'll get used to the idea. Um, haven't we forgotten something, Tracy? Oh? Well, what? When two people are betrothed, they usually seal the bargain with a kiss. Oh, yes, I, I think that's the accustomed formality. I'm waiting, darling. Oh, Tracy, my lord. Halt! Who goes there? Angela, to change the guard. Oh, it's about time you showed up. My feet are killing me. Where is he? Inside, and the Queen's orders are that he's not to be disturbed. He's not to be allowed out of his room either until the wedding. The Queen's taking no chances. She's not so dumb. Oh, the Queen always gets the breaks. Oh, do you know what he did when I escorted him in? No? Reach! <gasps> for the sky! Oh, it's a fold-up, Vera. Not a move, understand? Where's the guy? Inside. You go into that room and the queen will hang you in the city square. Shut up and open that door. Oh, open it, Angela. She means business. Hey, you! 
Me? Come out here. Hey, what's the matter? What are you doing with that gun? You're coming with me. And as for you two dames, tie them up, Ruby, and take their mouths shut so they can't yell. Okay. All right, big boy. Let's go. Say, what is this? Where are you taking me? Well, you're even better looking than I thought you'd be. Who are you? <laughs> who is she? <laughs> Say, what are you, a hermit? Oh, he wouldn't know who I am, Ethel. He just got here. The lady on your right, Sonny, is Gladys Peach. The only dame in town who don't take orders from the queen. Yep. I'm the president of the Waco Protective Association. I protect people. <laughs> For a fee. You mean you're a racketeer? Ah. Now, that's not a nice word for a gent to use. Listen, mister. On the south side of town, my word is law. Queen Amina's guards patrol in threes down there. <laughs> when they patrol at all. What I want, I take. And nobody stands in my way. But, uh, what do you want with me? Are you kidding? Listen, lover boy. How would you like to be Mr. Gladys Keach? You mean, you want to marry me? Got any objections? Why? Oh. I guess it doesn't make any difference anymore. It's it's all kind of funny, though. What is? A week ago, I was on my knees begging every girl to be my wife. Now I'm getting a proposal every 20 minutes. Oh, don't you worry about it, sweetheart. From now on, your bachelor days are over. Hear ye, hear ye. The abductors of Her Majesty's fiancé will not only be pardoned, but will be rewarded with a royal grant of 50,000 walkers if he is brought back unharmed by proclamation of the Queen. I tell you, Gladys, we're going too far. Look, I got him and I'm keeping him, period. But the mob's getting jumpy. 50,000 is 50,000. And the Queen is combing every inch of the town for us. Hmm. So that's how it stands, huh? Oh, you can't blame them. Anyway, you could never get away with it. He'll be spotted in a minute wherever he goes. You can't hide out with him forever. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe you're right, Ethel. But listen, suppose I do take him back. Why should a nibs have the privilege of marrying him? Oh, I guess everybody would like that chance. Even me. That's the trouble. Look, boss, I've got an idea. Yeah? If you swing it on the queen and she okays it, maybe we'll all get an even break. It's a long shot, but but you'll have to admit it's fair. So? Listen to what I've got to say. Inside you, inside. Ah, take that gun out of my ribs, you debutante. You! I came up here in my own time and without a rod, I expect... But a little courtesy. And who is this? Gladys Keach, your majesty. Oh, the gangster who took my tracer? Relax, queen, and get this dame out of here. I didn't have to come see, and you won't get nowhere by pushing me around. Leave us alone, Vera. Okay, your majesty. Where is he? Oh, he's safe. Don't worry about it. Bring him here, and I'll pay you well. You'll also receive complete amnesty, as I promised. Look, chum, I've got a little deal to make with you. And it's the only way you'll get him back. I see. What's your offer? We raffle him off. We what? We make it a national lottery. A sweepstake with Tracy as a prize. 
The lucky number gets the wedding bell. Oh, no! My mob won't stand for nothing else. And neither will your people. Do you want to start a revolution? If you do, you just try and keep them for yourself, sister. Oh, very well. I'll issue the proclamation today. Everyone will be given a number. Okay, Your Majesty, now you're talking. And may the best gal win. <laughs> Tracy, you all right? Oh, sure. They brought me back to the palace yesterday. What are you doing here, Doris? I bribed one of the guards to let me see you. Tracy, do you know what's going on? I hear they're raffling me off. Ten thousand women are going to pick numbers for you. Isn't it awful? Oh, it's not so bad. Tracy, do you still love me? You ought to know better than to ask. Would you come back to me if you had the chance? Say, you you don't expect to win that lottery when the odds are ten thousand to one. Just answer my question, Tracy. Oh, Doris, there'll never be anyone else in the world. No one but you. Then what happens doesn't matter, as long as I know that. Goodbye, Doris. Goodbye, my darling. And keep your fingers crossed. For me. Silence! Silence! Her Majesty, the Queen! I will now draw the lucky number from this bowl. The woman who will become the bride... Of Tracy Whitman. Number one, five, five, seven. And the name? Doris Neville. Tracy? Doris, darling, you won. We're going to be married. You haven't got a minute to lose. Come on, we've got to get out of here. I thought that we... Listen, Tracy, it's our only chance... The guards are asleep. I put sleeping pills in their drinks. And I've got a sailboat on the beach with three days' supply. But why take a chance like that? After all, if we can live here and, and have a... Oh, Tracy, that siren means they're searching for me. For heaven's sake, come on! I still think we made a mistake, Doris. We've been at sea two days. We can starve to death before we sight a steamer. It was the only way. But why? We'd have had a wedding that would have been stupendous. You won me fairly. Oh, Doris, what was there to run away from? Oh, Tracy. Tracy, look! A boat! Uh, where? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, oh. hey. Oh, Tracy! Oh! The scene is, Doris. Look, they're signaling. Thank heaven. Oh, Doris, Doris. Honey, I, I know you said you want to marry me, but I won't hold you for that. What do you mean? Simply because you won me in a lottery doesn't put you under any obligation, you know. I can prove that I love you if you want me to. But how? Just by telling you I didn't win you in any lottery. But, but Doris, that number, 1557, it was yours. Yes, Tracy. But every number in that bowl was one, five, five, seven. Yes? I made sure of that before the lottery began. What? You... you mean you... I don't say any more, darling. Just kiss me. Like this. Oh, honey. 
And so we return once more to the original story, the original man and the original woman, Adam and Eve. And we find that even if the situation were reversed, if woman became the pursuer and man the pursued, the results would be the same. The clock will be heard again next week. This program was written by Lawrence Clee and starred Hart McGuire as the clock. As Tracy and Doris, you heard Rodney Jacobs and Wendy Playfair. Others were Muriel Steinbeck, Diana Davidson, Georgie Sterling, Fifi Banvard, and Pat Martin. The Clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production. Like a clock ticking down, this radio program's days were numbered to only two years, from 1946 to 1948. Each episode featured a different cast and characters, but all the stories dealt with time, usually time running out. A man's past can come back to haunt him at just the wrong turn, or a safecracker needs to open a safe before he suffocates, or a man is on the run for his life. Gene Kirby narrates the show as Father Time, saying such witty things as, In England, they call me Ben, and I have a large and extremely showy flat in Westminster Tower. The show does a good job of creating tension and drama based on its premise of always looking for a ticking time bomb type of storyline. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.